1: And as we start 2023, there's an invitation for all of us to step into something that we're calling the prayer challenge, a 40-day prayer challenge. And we're going to focus on prayer and the idea that prayer moves the heart of God. Everybody say, prayer moves the heart of God, and we're going to be praying. We're going to be seeking the face of God. And before you leave today, if you haven't already, because we've been talking about this for the past several weeks, the goal is that we would all be ready to go, and uh, that you would join the staff, you join the board in a forty-day challenge, and it's related to this resource here called "Draw the Circle: The Forty-Day Prayer Challenge." And basically, this is a forty-day devotional. So once a day, uh, it probably takes 15 minutes at the very most to read and to uh, uh, contemplate, to pray. There's scripture, there's uh, stories. It'll be great to kind of follow through. And so we want to make sure that you have a copy in your hand. Many of you have ordered some online. A bunch of us had a copy from the past summer because we did a kind of pilot program with it. And then we also have copies out here. They're 10 bucks. They're normally... $16.99, 1699 uh, but you can do pick them up for 10 bucks and the goal is that by this afternoon you, that you will have read the introduction it'll only take a few minutes to read the introduction and then we want you to come tonight to our worship and prayer night our prayer and worship night and mark your calendar for March 3rd which will conclude our 40 days and we just believe that as we come together tonight, and by the way, if if you've ever wondered what our whole church looks like, uh, first service, second service combined, tonight's a great opportunity to come and see what that looks like. We actually have another church that's going to be joining us as well, uh, Coastal Community, which will be awesome. But for 40 days, we're going to do something together, corporate. You say, well, why 40 days? Well, I mean, there is precedence, and it's a number that is repeated in the Bible. won't take the time to really look at all that. You can do your own research on where 40 days is seen in Scripture. But 40 days is going to provide a regular rhythm of prayer and intercession. For some of you, it will provide 40 days of devotions uh, that maybe that's not a regular part of your life. And what 40 days will do, it's going to draw you close to the Lord. Your relationship with Jesus is going to grow. It's going to create a hunger and a thirst for his plan for your life. We're going to see signs and wonders and miracles. Impossibilities are going to become possible as we focus on prayer as a church. And we want to invite you to be a part of that. Prayer moves the heart of God. It just does. There's a challenging verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Uh, We don't have it on the screens, but it basically, the Apostle Paul encouraging the Corinthian church. He says, follow my example as I follow Christ. He says, imitate me as I'm following Christ. And in regards to prayer, that is a challenging thought for me as your lead pastor, because certainly I'm not perfect in regards to my prayer life. Although I will say that my prayers and my prayer life has grown and there's different seasons, ups and downs, but uh, I'm in a pretty healthy prayer spot uh, these days. And I have been known uh, for talking about being in the presence of God and how important that is, and that that's where prayer happens. And we can take the presence of God with us. It's a priority. In fact, in all of our staff reviews, we talked about being red hot for Jesus, and that the time you spend in the presence of God will directly affect your effectiveness in ministry. All the staff, uh, the board was a part of all that, and that's important. Well, there's a word that is tied to being in the presence of God. It's the word abiding everybody say abiding with me for a moment it our effectiveness is directly related to our time spent with Jesus and our abiding time with him And it's interesting that as we were traveling and we're in Cairo, Egypt, I already mentioned that Reagan is being trained uh, in Cairo to join a church planting team in the Arab world. And that's exactly how she wants me to say it. Uh, But there was a confirmation in my spirit that we were already planning this for several months, that their number one value on their team there is abiding, And it's January. They have 12 uh, values, so they take one a month. And we were part of one of their gatherings where they talked about abiding. In fact, one of their leaders said this, says that you will never hear the voice or the call of Jesus if you do not spend time in Scripture or in prayer. Pretty challenging. So if you want to hear the voice of God, you need to abide with Him, spend time with Him in His Word and in talking with Him and listening to Him. Now, in regards to my example with abiding, I, I would say follow my example. I mean, it's pretty good. But like the author of the prayer challenge, Mark Batterson, I have a confession that I have failed to lead our church over these 16 years in corporate prayer, extended corporate prayer. We've never done anything quite like this 40-day prayer challenge. We've done small doses here and there. There's been some short seasons where we've talked about prayer. And that's why I'm so excited about to do something different, to do something more extended, and to do something together. And what I want us to do over these 40 days is to pay attention to the spiritual temperature here at the Gateway Church. The spiritual barometer, so to speak. The spiritual expectancy that you see here at the church. And not only at our church, but like in your own life as well. You're part of the church. You are the church. And I just want to say boldly that there is not one person here. I would say this looking you eye to eye, every single one of you. That here or online, for that matter, that does not have room to grow in their prayer life. It's just a fact, including yours truly. And the problem is that we need to wrestle with is that we are prone to spiritual, to be spiritually cold or draw or dry. Excuse me. That's the propensity. If we're not paying attention, we will get cold spiritually. We'll become dry spiritually. Even. David wrote about this in Psalm 63, verse 1. He says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. He says, My soul thirsts, so he's dry, right, for you. My whole body longs for you. And then it says, In a parched and weary land where there is no water. And that's what happens a lot of times as we live our lives and the experience we have is that we're dry, we're thirsty, we're cold. Certainly, Let's just be transparent up front. That can be a result of our sin nature, our sin state, right? And so we need to turn from our wicked ways. But sometimes it's just that we've drifted, and it may not be direct sin, but we just don't feel as close. We may be feel disconnected or that we're in a desert season. Even like Pastor Sean was saying, you know, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death um, um, in Psalm 23, and what happens is we become vulnerable to Satan's attacks. We lack this connection with God and we lack an excitement. And another way you could say that is that we become spiritually asleep. And I'm not going to ask you to, you know, who's in that state or who's been there before. We probably all have. But a leader of Reagan's team, he wasn't with us, but in writing as I was studying about abiding in particular around her Cairo team, he says this. He says, if you expect nothing from God, you'll get it every time. The source of, then he's talking about himself, the source of my dry spells is my lack of expectancy and my lack of faith. And so we want to address that, just like uh, Dick Brogdon is, is addressing that and saying, hey, this is the reality. Sometimes we become spiritually Sleepy, And what's crazy is that sometimes we don't even realize it. We're going through life. Life has a drift towards lazy or sleepy. And we want to wake each other up. Now, there are some that are, they realize that. I would say that David, when he wrote in uh, Psalm 63, he understood, he's saying, I'm thirsty for you, God. I'm hungering for you. And there is a remnant among us here at the Gateway Church. There has been stirrings of people saying, man, we want a move of God. We, want, we, we miss the closeness or we, we feel like the Spirit, uh, we, we, people have told us, we, we feel like the Spirit's not moving or it's different. And we're saying, no, 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 the Spirit, is moving, but we want to uh, pour fire on that, and we want to see God move in powerful ways. I do want to warn us that the experience we once may have had, we may not experience it the same way in the future, but the good news is that prayer moves the heart of God. God is moved when we spend time in His presence and when we pray. We see that a great verse that you know that if you've been around in, in uh, Christian circles for any amount of time is Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I want to read it. it. Says then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and say it with me and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sins and restore their land. What a promise! But it's hinged on this time abiding in in the, in the presence of God in prayer. Now the context of this is very interesting. When you back it up a few chapters, you know that the temple is being built. They're, they brought the ark of the Ten, uh, ark of the covenant in. That was the. Manifest presence of God was the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, Solomon is leading the way. They're dedicating the the temple. The presence of the Lord fills the place. There's fire and there's sacrifices all over the place. And then in verse 12, so before the verse I just read, it says in verse 12, then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon. So the temple had been dedicated and now God comes to Solomon, the leader. In verse 12 says this, I have heard your prayer. Aren't you thankful that God hears our prayers? Solomon wasn't special. He was just a man like us, and when we pray, God hears us, and then he says, and I have chosen this temple. I have that in brackets in my Bible, and I put in the margins, TGC, the Gateway Church. I have chosen this temple as a place for making sacrifice. Verse thirteen: At times I might shut out the he- or shut up the heavens so that there's no rainfall, or command grasshoppers to devour your crops, or send plagues among you. So apparently God will allow or even sometimes plan for uh, hard times. And you say, why would God do that? We see in verse fourteen: Then my people who call by my name would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked way. So it's for God to get us, our attention. There's humility, there's prayer, seeking, there's repentance there. And then verse 15, I want you to see this. It says, then my eyes will be open and my ears will be attentive. Think about that. When we call out, we humble ourselves, we seek the face of God, that God, his eyes would be open, his ears would be would be listening to what we're saying and what we're praying. It says, to every prayer made in this place. That is an incredible thought. In verse 16, for I have chosen this temple and I set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be, made on, or will be honored forever. And I will watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. And there's some truth here, that when we pray, God's eyes, his ears are attentive, and he listens, and his heart is moved. God's eyes are open and attentive to every single prayer. Prayer moves the heart of God. How many would agree? Another place in Scripture, Luke chapter 11, turn with me there. Uh, It's the, the famous passage where Jesus is, Uh, Disciples came to him and said, hey, teach us to pray. And they are praying, or he teaches them the Lord's Prayer. We're not going to look at that so much, but right after the Lord's Prayer, then Jesus continues and tells a story uh, to teach them about prayer specifically. And the story quickly goes that that somebody comes to your house and you have a guest and you're out of food. And so you go to your neighbor's house. They're already locked up uh, for the night. It's midnight and you knock on the door. And they don't come, and then you knock again, and you, they don't come, and you knock again until they respond, and they say, "Go away, no," and they say, "No," for the because of your shameless persistence. Look at it uh, in the scripture there. Uh, it's, then they say, okay, we'll give you some bread, basically, so you'll go home and leave us alone, but you've already woke up the house and whatever. But the idea there is that we come and we ask, we come seeking, and there's a shameless persistence. That's the way it says it in the New Living Translation. So you keep at it. And that's the type of prayer over these next 40 days that we're going to encourage uh, as a, as a corp- as corporately. And then it says in Luke chapter 11, verse 9 and 10 it says this, and so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find it. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, anyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open. Again, I say it again, prayer is Moves the heart of God. And if that's true, I am challenged personally, and I want to challenge us to dream big, to pray big, to ask big, to believe big. What if we prayed with the authority of the prophet Elijah who called down fire from heaven? What if we prayed prayers that would save a generation or that would save a city or a nation like my daughter and her team there praying for uh, in, in those countries in the Arab world? There's an invitation to step into that type of reality in the next 40 days. And what we're going to learn is that bold prayers honor God. And, honor, and God honors bold prayers. We're going to see that as we track through this devotional. And we're going to see that if we consecrate ourselves, like Pastor Jamie was talking a couple weeks ago, if we seek His will and His plan, and we hear from heaven, and then we pray around that plan, then we're going to bring these things to the feet of Jesus. We'll pray, and what's going to happen is that God will not disappoint. He will show up. He, God is going to move. It may not be exactly like we think, but God, he's going to move in his time, in his will, and we are going to be partnered with him. And God is not offended by your biggest dreams or your boldest prayers. He's actually I'm probably offended by anything less. Big dreams, bold prayers. And we see that throughout the Bible. You think about Elijah and Elisha. And the crazy stories that are in Scripture and the big asks and praying for people to be raised from the dead and and healing and fire coming down and consuming water and all those things. We think about Daniel in the lion's den and his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace and, uh, you know, big, bold prayers there. And then even in the New Testament, of course, Jesus and the miracles there. But after Jesus ascends to heaven, the apostles, they had a boldness and they would pray for incredible incredible things, and God would answer. I was thinking about it in my own life. Um, There have been a few times, some marked prayers that have been answered in my life. Uh, One of those was about 20 years ago. Hard to believe. um, I felt called, I was a children's pastor at the time, and there was a movement across the United States of children's pastors living on billboards all across the nation and uh, to raise money for Boys and Girls Missionary Crusade, which is a missions uh, uh, money for for kids to give, and I really felt like God wanted me to do that. And we were in the process uh, with our local uh, billboard company, Lamar Advertising, in Dayton, Ohio, and we had made all of the arrangements, kind of for several months, uh, in preparation for our what we called "Up in the Air" for kids and. Uh, it's crazy, so we're about a month and a half out, and we were calling just to confirm and just to make sure that we're still on track, and all of a sudden, the Dayton office had a, had a switch in their leadership, and the new leader is like, absolutely not, you are not living on a billboard, not one of my billboards, uh, not in Dayton, Ohio, absolutely not, and put the halt on it, and I was like... Oh, my goodness. And I was, in the moment, I was like, well, man, we've been planning this. There are places all across the United States. Many of them are Lamar advertising. Um, You know, is there any way? And they're saying, no, there's absolutely no way. And I said, respectfully, uh, is there someone that would uh, basically force your hand and make you follow through with what we've agreed upon for the last few weeks or a few months and they said, well, our, our national office is in Atlanta, Georgia. And they gave me a number and a person to talk to. And I called and I shared with them my story. And when I hung up the phone, I, I kid you not, I closed the door of my office. And I got on my face before God. And I cried out. And I just said, God, uh, I, I believe this is your will. I, I don't know why there's been this disruption. And I cried out, and I said, God, would you create a change in this situation? And literally within 20 minutes, they called back and said, okay. And then they, we had to go through all of their training that Lamar takes their employees through, and, uh, which was a little bit of a hassle, but it was worth it. And, uh, and we ended up doing that. And the two other children's pastors and I that uh, were on the billboard, we raised about $55,000 in eight days And to God be the glory. And it was incredible. God answered my big prayer. There's another prayer that you, many of you are a part of. Our debt free journey you know, coming here to this building uh, was amazing that 's about five years ago, which is hard to believe ago you know that and really it even backs up further be, before that, uh, but we had really sensed that God had put a, it in our hearts to build this building debt free and as you might imagine with any building projects, there are you know just changes uh, and uh, things were more expensive and you know Things that we thought were gonna work didn't work and so it it just the the cost kept on creeping and creeping and creeping and our funds were decreasing and decreasing and we had a shortfall of about $137,000 and we had a decision uh, to either borrow the money and go to the bank or put a halt or believe for a miracle and I'm telling you, everybody in my life was saying, go to the bank, including my closest mentors. But the board and I, we stuck to our guns because we really had felt like we had heard from the Lord. Isn't that right, Bob? And we we said, no, we're going to do this. And again, I found myself on my face before the Lord, crying out to Jesus, And and some of you experienced this with us. Within 11 days, someone stepped forward, said they'd match dollar for dollar up to $100,000. And we moved forward. We communicated that. I I even put a suit on and did a video. Remember that? I thought, oh, this is serious. And uh, I I think that might be the last time I had a suit on in this. pulpit. no, I'm just kidding. Next week, maybe. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, Anyway. But God did a miracle, and our big dream, our big dream, collectively, our big prayer was answered. Fast forward a couple years, we were <laughs> experienced COVID, which was hard for everybody. Exposed a lot of weaknesses as a church, and it really realized we realized that we had a discipleship. Um, uh, how, how do we, how, we? We've said there was just basically we we. Thought we were doing discipleship great uh, to some extent, but man, we, we had missed it in a lot of ways. And uh, Amber Wilder, who is now one of our board members, uh, came to me, she wasn't then, and said, hey, I've got this heart to mentor and train people to be mentors, and could we do something? And I'm telling you, over the last two years, as we've walked with people one-on-one, it's been one of the highlights of our church. And again, we were praying, asking God for an answer and God answered that prayer with mentorship. Same thing, we're here in a new facility, new area, and we were kind of floundering in regards to outreach, saying, "Hey, and how can we make an impact?" How, you know, we'd be at our last location, we we did a lot of backpack drives and hygiene drives and and other things that the Lord had kind of spoke to us there. And then out of nowhere, we were praying and asking God for an answer in city serve blows up and, so, and we get this opportunity and we walked into that and we became the first church to be onboarded for the state of Michigan and it has been incredible. And uh, and I'll tell you, God answered our big prayer in that way. And I'll just share one more quick that, that Pastor Bobby and I were talking because I was like, man, I wanted to talk about 20 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, one year ago. And I'll just say that we are experiencing God's answered prayer with our current staff in a big way. And Bobby and I were chatting about it this week. I mean, just, and I, I know I've got to be careful here for the time because we want to do something at the end here that's going to be fun to to help us. But uh, we lost two youth pastors in one year. When I say that, it's embarrassing. I mean, because there's, I mean, we weren't perfect in, in the whole process. Uh, but it was difficult. But we had a big prayer saying, God, we we want the best. And we want someone that is going to f- fit our culture and fit. And what's crazy is that early on, after the second youth pastor uh, had, uh, was gone, uh, we actually had some contact with Sean and Renissa Nelson. And, uh, but they were in... Uh, in process in another church and they thought that was gonna work out and so we didn't really pursue that much. And months later we we're still praying and believing God for an answered prayer. And Sean's name comes back and we're like, wait, he'd never what happened and we reached out and I'm telling you, Pastor Sean and Renissa have been such a blessing. It's like hand in glove and such a blessing. And the same time our with our uh I want to just brag on the Jones family and Pastor Jamie in particular, uh, at least to start. Uh, she w- was our interim youth pastor during that time and did a great job and worked and rallied the team and it was really a huge blessing. She actually applied for the job and we didn't feel a release for her to be our youth pastor. Can you imagine to have... and then. I mean, it just blows my mind that we didn't give her the job, but she just continued to serve and say, hey, I believe in what God's doing here, and we didn't understand it completely. And then, after we hired Pastor Sean, if you remember, our children's pastor at that point took a medical leave, and literally, Jamie stepped right into the kids' ministry position and just was interim and uh, for eight or nine weeks there. And then, our children's pastor came back and within short order, uh, ended up feeling led to to leave and... And then a job opened up, and it was the perfect fit, not only kids, but connection ministry. And I'm telling you, the Jones family, and uh, not only just her, but her husband is like uh, an incredible blessing as well. Uh, He's actually going to be leading our trip to the Dominican Republic. So you want to get close to the Jones family, uh, uh, Mike and probably his son are going to go, and it's going to be great. You're not going to want to miss it. And I would say this, we had some big prayers around staffing and we are living in that answered prayer, you can't tell me that God doesn't answer prayer. When we seek his face, when we humble ourselves, when we stay pure, God will do it. And I would say we are giddy happy, right? Pastor Sean went home, uh, and he was saying that they went to um, Arizona, and they were saying, man, as we told people where we are, we're giddy happy. And I'll tell you, my life Your pastor's life has been marked by answered prayers. I've lived it. I've seen it. And we're going to see it again and again. And the 40 days is going to really ramp up. And it's going to be awesome. Now, I know I need to wrap up uh, and kind of do what I want. I feel like the Lord wants me to do here. For this next season, for the next 40 days, we want everyone that feels connected to the Gateway Church to be a part no exceptions. I mean, we we just come and join us in this, and uh, just believing that it's going to make a difference. And and so what I and that where that starts is with every volunteer. And what I'd like is for for us to not only see where our volunteers lie and like the, what it takes to make everything happen here, but I also want to challenge us individually. And so we're going to start with Pastor Bobby and your worship team. Your sound and tech, and anyone that works with Pastor Bobby um, with uh, worship team, sound and tech, and then any connect groups. If you've been a connect group leader in the past, I want you to stand right where you are. Okay? All right. Yeah. Awesome. It's incredible. And I wish I could take the time and look at each and every one of you in the eye and welcome you to this 40-day challenge. But I'm going to do it collectively. We need you to participate and to do this. Let's do this together. These next 40 days are going to change your life. And by the way, thank you for serving. You can be seated. All the hospitality team, any greeters, connection people, uh, refreshments, that's ushers if you're a counter that you work with one of our board members to count and if, even if you just stood, I want you to stand again, because there's going to be some up and down for many of you, but all of our hospitality team, I want you to stand right where you are, and there's, there should be a bunch of you here, yes I love it, yeah and again yes, thank you I want to invite you to join us for the next 40 days And pray like you've never prayed. And seek the face of God. And by the way, thank you for serving. You can be seated. Any kids' workers, if you work uh, with the kids' ministry here at the Gateway Church, I want you to stand. And Pastor Jamie, uh, it takes like 30 or 40 people every single month to fill all the spots. Um, Just stand up If if you work with kids at any level. Uh, at the Gateway Church and so we, yes, we thank you yeah, look at this, I love it, yep and uh, if you're working with kids man, and I'll tell you that's probably an area uh, that we've, we need always, uh, we're always recruiting around if you ever have a heart to serve in that way you should do it but let me just look you guys in the eye say thank you, number one for serving it takes a village to raise kids, right? and you come alongside families and do that, you're making a difference, but I want to invite you into this 40-day prayer challenge. It's going to change your life. It's going to make a difference. You can be seated. All right, our youth leaders and young adult leaders, if you were working with Pastor Sean, I want Pastor Sean to stand. I know we've got, you've got about a team of like eight or 10 or 12. I, I forget how many, uh, but a few of them are here. And I just want to say, first of all, Jessica and I, we love you guys. We served with you in that interim period and we had an absolute riot. It was awesome. But we're glad that Pastor Sean is leading the way and, uh, and we can focus on other things. I wanna say thank you for caring for kids. Thanks for caring for my son who is not in youth group anymore, but, uh, but thank you for walking with him. And let me say, I wanna invite you into this 40-day challenge to pray like you've never prayed before. be seated. All right, I'm going to put a few together here. Mentors. If you've been in part of the mentoring process, I want you to stand real quick and not then stay standing. But there's there are like 30 or 40 people uh, total that have either been mentors and have been mentored. Uh, but I, so we've got a few of our mentors here, which is incredible. Yes, thank you. Uh, I feel like there might be some others. If you have mentored over the last couple years, yes, stay standing, come on. Yeah. So join with them, uh, all of our prayer team. And so there's a prayer team, Pastor Rocky Nichols, kind of leads that if you're on his team and uh, for prayer uh, I want you to stand as well and just uh, uh, we'll acknowledge you so the prayer team we add in a few there and then I want to ask all of our city serve heroes uh, to stand as well and we've got about 110 or so of those between uh, all of those so if you are a city serve hero and uh, been a part of that I want you to stand and again let me just say thank you for serving in prayer, for mentoring through City Serve. And I want to invite you to pray over these next 40 days like you've never prayed and to ask Jesus to do something supernatural in your life. You can be seated. Board and elders and staff. Uh, I want you to stand as well. And so <laughs> I know Bob is up and down and nonstop, but we got Bob Boss. He's our uh, one elder right now. Uh, wave here, Bob Boss. We got Laura Hardy right here, serves on the board. We've got uh, Joe Lalone uh, here. And then past board member, uh, we got Rich Lovell in the back. And in fact, let's let's do this. This will be fun. If you've ever served on the board, I want you to stand because that's gonna include Tony Tiswell and Gene and Dennis and... Bread and others. Uh, if you, man, I, I'm telling you, we are. We, we're not where we are. It's because, it's because of you. God has blessed us with great leaders over the years. And staff, why aren't you standing? Come on, staff, staff. Uh, if you're a staff member uh, here, uh, Mary Hardy. We're, oh, she's up here. She's on staff with us now. Of course, Bobby. Um, Logan's on the payroll. No, just kidding. He's on my payroll. But not for long, not for long, not for long. And then I just want to say thank you. And I want to invite you to do something. 40 days together, corporate. It's going to change your life. It's going to, we're going to see God move like we've never seen before. And I want the rest of us, whether you're a guest here and it's your first time or you've been here forever, I want us all to stand and I want to just speak to you and say, you know what? This is your time. Would you join us in a 40-day challenge to pray like you've never prayed before, to do a devotion 40 days in a row, to participate in a worship night on the front end and on the back to celebrate and just to consecrate ourselves believing that the vision that God has for us is great and that you don't want to miss it. And the thing that I would like to say is that as you participate, as you choose to participate with us, the spiritual temperature in your own life is going to be raised. The spiritual expectancy collectively but personally is going to skyrocket. I believe it. And we're going to see God move in this place. And you say, well, why is it all so important? Well, can I just answer the why real quick? The why is because the need around us is so great. That's just the bottom line. We have so many needs around us. And God is calling us to move in different ways. And so we're going to see miracles and provision. Lives are going to be changed. And ultimately, we're going to see more lifetime followers of Jesus. We're going to care for our community. We're going to just continue to be a safe place. Our discipleship, this is going to help you grow in your walk with the Lord. Yes, there will be sacrifice. But what's going to happen? is we are going to see Jesus be the key in our lives. It's going to be incredible. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to pray a blessing, and then we're going to sing a song just acknowledging that Jesus is the center. We're going to speak Jesus in this season. Lord, we thank you that you are moving, that you've got a plan. And God, we want to just be a part of that plan in Jesus' name.
0: you at the center of everything we do. The center of our lives, the center of our work, the center of our family, the center of our time, the center of our wealth. Lord, in the center of our dreams, our hopes, our aspirations, Lord. Lord, help a flame to be ignited in those who, who feel dead, who feel burnout, Lord. Lord, this morning, Lord, and I pray for the next 40 days that you will continue to fan that flame, pour gasoline on that flame, Lord. That the fire of your spirit would ignite our hearts, Lord, as we draw near to you. As we center ourselves, our lives, our hearts, our posture on the person of who you are and on your cross, Lord. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you are doing. And we thank you for what you are going to do. And we know that as we leave this place, as we go for the next 40 days, that you will be behind us. You will be ahead of us. You will be all around us every single step of the way. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We will see you guys tonight. But you guys for now can go in the grace of God. See you at 6.